Imagine you're on a beach. It's a relaxing beach. Relax, relax, deep breath. We bury them all together in a layer. Do we need morbidly obese people to provide more fuel? They have that meth sheen going. Their leader secretly is the sheriff. Good luck. Godspeed. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife. What does war sound like? Pew 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 pew. Ah, it's scary. Run from the bombs. That's the sound of war. This is not something I should be laughing at. I saw uh, I saw stuff on the History Channel, so I know I know exactly what it sounds like now. <laughs> we talked about World War Two and color, didn't we? One time. Yeah, war's not funny, guys. Yeah. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Welcome to Sushi Jackknife. <laughs> wow. We got to the top real fast. Welcome I back. decided I'd try something new and yeah. get us, like, introduce the show in the first 10 minutes of the show. That's a good <laughs> idea. That's probably a solid thing yeah. to do. I don't, honestly, I don't know why any podcast actually introduces what the show is. Yeah. Because you do have to, like, you're not going to be running through the radio dial like the old days and go well what's this i'm listening to you don't do that right you have to actively download it yeah yeah you you intended to hear this podcast i mean if you somehow accidentally are listening to a podcast you just don't know how technology works and you should give up on podcasts yeah but don't if you're listening to us yeah we need everyone we can get um Well, last week was fun. The wildly successful uh, crossover. Tattoo Bananas. Oh, yeah, the Nanner Boys. The Nanner Boys. They have Nanners. They love it when you call them that. Do they really? Yeah. I need to apologize in advance to everyone tonight. I have allergies, and it's wrecking my voice, but only like in the evening. So my voice is getting wrecked. And my voice is wrecked, too. It's all the tree jizz. The tree jizz is wrecking my voice. And I don't know why it's happening, but whatever. You know, you're not not supposed to swallow that. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's they're trees. But they pay me a grant. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Have at it. Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> By all means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the podcast fund is set for a while. Like, uh, we're good. There we go. Because I did what I had to do with all those trees. Conifers, cypress. Which, if you had to pick a tree as the most attractive tree. Yeah. What would you choose? Um, like re- sexually attractive. Tree. I like magnolias. If you were to be sexually attracted to yeah. a tree, you'd pick a magnolia. I think you'd pick a magnolia because they have these those shiny leaves, man. And they're always they're not like an evergreen, but they're always green. They have the, See, I feel like I feel like they would be um, like if you were to spend too much time with them. Yeah, high maintenance magnolia, maybe. Yeah. I mean, look how shiny they are. They are shiny. That's not just a, you know, everyday tree. <laughs> they put in way too much work. Yeah, I mean, it does take a magnolia, like, longer to get ready in the morning <laughs> than your average pine, but, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? If, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you are in the market for magnolia, you know that that's something, you, you expect that. 
That's true. From you know what I mean? I have no idea what's happening on the <laughs> podcast anymore. I actually, in the middle of me talking about magnolia trees, yeah. totally forgot what kind of tree we were even talking about. <laughs> Did you really? Did yeah. you blank? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Did you blank? Hard? I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pi- pines are little skinny bitches, you know? I'm not into pines. Well, that depends on the pine. No. I mean, there are fat pines. I guess there are big pines like in the Northwest, but I like a good Southern tree. Mm. And all the pines in the South are real scraggly. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have that meth sheen going. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's the southern pines. Um, so the Nanner Boys, mm-hmm. they like it when I call them the Nanner Boys. No, not really. I just, I was. Did just, they say that at n- all? No. Have they even mentioned that I keep calling them the Nanner Boys? Nope. Nope. I think it's an adorable nickname. It's cute. I think. <laughs> I think that if we were to come up with the cutest nickname for them yeah nanner boys would be close okay i know they're going to listen to this so they're going to know <laughs> yes so much they will they will uh they're going to know about their nicknames so much yeah the one that i've given them if you have n- it's endearing right i don't mean it in a negative derogatory way. i don't know how nanner boys could be taken negatively well i mean it depends on the tone of voice if you're like nanner boys or like, like them nanner boys like that's not you just you just looked at me manner boys you just that's looked not at, you just looked at me like we're in an old west movie yeah yeah like there's some kind of gang ooh they, like the manner some, boys yeah, would be a gang yeah the manner boy gang the manner boys came oh, to town shit call the sheriff oh. call it wait 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 their leader secretly is the sheriff <laughs> dun 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 bum 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 <laughs> I'm sorry every descending. Series of notes has to be answered with an ascending series of notes. There's no descending notes in westerns. There can be. No, there can't be because. What are you? The chief of westerns? You know all the westerns and all the songs to all the westerns? Well, (laughs) frankly, the answer to that question is no. But, (laughs) however, I just. for me, it's all about intuition, Nathan, and my intuition tells me, mm-hmm. my man's intuition, yeah, that uh, there's there's no dum dum dums in westerns. That's reserved for noir mm-hmm. horror. What if it's a noir western? I've never. Have you ever seen one of those? No, but that should should definitely exist. We should. We just created a genre. Ah, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm not interested. Someone else can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, if you're a filmmaker out there, noir western. Run Just with it. do it. Yes. Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> mm. I uh, I watched this documentary this week about uranium. Have I talked to you about this already? About uranium? Uranium. Or the documentary? Both. You've never spoken to me about either topic. Great. Good. This, this is called Uranium Twisting the Dragon's Tail. It's on PBS. The dragon, I don't know if you're following me here, is a metaphor for the, the power of, of uranium. Okay, so this guy, this physicist, this scientist, you have such a doubtful look, it's hard to even get through the introduction here. What, when you were looking at the things that you could watch, yeah, what made you stop on something with one of the worst titles for a documentary I've ever heard? <laughs> it's a, I'll admit, it's a bad title. It's a really bad it's, title. It's cheeseball-y. Um, at best, mm-hmm. it's Dennis Quaid cheese ball at best. 
Um, is Dennis Quaid involved? Uh, no, but he was in that dragon movie. Strike two. Yeah. Good, right? If Dennis, Dennis Quaid should narrate all documentaries about uranium. He should. Mark it down. I declare it so. <laughs> he, he would be good at the voiceover. He would be. He's got a gravitas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quaid. Um, but no, yeah, so it's, it's on PBS. You can go watch it right now on PBS.org or whatever. And uh, basically this guy, Derek, is a physicist. And he talks about how they discovered uranium mm-hmm. and Marie Curie and all that business and radium and shit glowing in the dark. Yes, I'm familiar. We get to the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, part one ends, you know, post the bomb. And then the second part is is gets into Fukushima a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, reactor meltdowns. This kind of, he goes to, he actually goes to Chernobyl. Um with a scientist who I think she referred to herself as like the bio freak or something. Right. Yeah. But anyway, they go to Chernobyl and he's got a Geiger counter throughout this whole trip. Right. And I mean, I guess everyone probably has at least a tenuous grasp of what Chernobyl is, but if you don't know in what, 85, 86, sure. A reactor in Russia melts down. They shut it down. Uh, some people, a lot of people get, you know, some people get sick. Mm-hmm. from it but it turns out actually that the the um the impact of chernobyl and that's the worst nuclear meltdown in history wasn't as like widespread as we think you know what i mean like right. the perception is that it's much worse than what actually happened so if you were if you were in this town pripyat or whatever you had to leave right and you didn't necessarily come back but to be fair mm-hmm you're in a small town in Russia, so you're really not that upset that you have to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you got to go somewhere a little I, I sunnier. assume most of the people just went, oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll go to another shitty Russian town. <laughs> um, so the people, the good people of Pripyat have to leave, but the wind blows another direction. The wind in, in the people where the wind didn't blow. Right. They don't even have to go anywhere. It's fine. Like, they're fine. There are already people living back inside the exclusion zone at at Chernobyl right now. Most of them are older people who want to live, like, off the grid or whatever, but they're living there right now. Um, It's it's very spotty there. So what they actually did, there were these firefighters, right, when Chernobyl melted down. And these were the first people to go in. They put out the fire. Right. Okay. These these teams of firefighters put out the fire. Oh, what a terrible oh. job! Well, it's a suicide job because yeah. they, as soon as they put the fire out, they rushed them all to the hospital and they all just started dying. All right. Right. They went down into the hospital where they were treated with the Geiger counter, with the suits on and everything. The Geiger counters are going crazy. They're overloading, and they're overloading next to the clothes that are still there from the firefighters. This happened in the mid-80s, and the Geiger counters are still reading thousands and thousands of time over normal, like, background radiation. Wow. Off of their clothes, man. I'm assuming this hospital's no longer in use. Uh, well, <laughs> Aramark is serving food there, mm-hmm. but otherwise... Naturally. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah. Aramark serves food everywhere, so... Food for the world. I think that's the Aramark motto. <laughs> so, Shitty food for the world. Um... Was the general thesis yeah. that <clears throat> nuclear energy is safer than people assume, or not as safe as people assume, he, or neutral? 
It was pretty neutral. It okay. was very sort of exploratory mm-hmm. through most of it. Now, at the end, he sort of gave his thoughts, but it was brief. Um, he had been taking not only the Geiger counter, the handheld Geiger counter with him everywhere, reading. I guess normal background radiation, they they measure it in something called sieverts. Okay. And normal background radiation is like 0.2 microsieverts anywhere on Earth. So, like, and, you know, people produce radiation. So, like, you right. and me are increasing our collective radiation right now just by being in the same room together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, so he's measuring that with his guider counter, but he also has this little red thing that measures his, like, total exposure over the length of his trip. So he was working on the documentary for, whatever, a couple of years, whatever. And he's, at the end, he shows it, and it's he's fine. Like, yeah. it's just slightly over normal background collectively you know hmm. what i mean so he's fine so but he does like i say he goes to chernobyl he goes to fukushima no one died by the way because of the meltdown at fukushima they died because of the tsunami and the earthquakes right they did not die because of the meltdown mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. people have been relocated into these crazy little like shanty apartment things that actually look pretty nice. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Japan. Um, but there's a lot of like psychological, people are having a lot of psychological, as you can imagine, right. Um, issues from the meltdown, people that worked at the plant are like horribly burdened by it. People that had to move out are like horribly depressed that they can't go to their houses still, et cetera. Et cetera. I mean, they can go occasionally, but they can't go for long. Um, so that's all happening. But, you know, at the end of it, he's like, he's like, um, he's not sure. You know, he's like, the he's like the risk is really high, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we are designing new kinds of reactors. And he had a scientist on; she's designed a reactor that uses spent fuel rods from other reactors. Oh, yeah, pretty pretty sweet, and can't um, by its very nature, like it can't melt down, right? Like by the design, so. Well, and I mean, theoretically, according mm-hmm. to things I've heard, it would be very clean energy if we could do it. Right, right. Of course, that's assuming you don't destroy the environment At by the same having time. <laughs> gigantic nuclear meltdowns. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and just some of the numbers he throws out are crazy. So, but, but just to wrap up, at the end, he's he's kind of both. He's kind of like the risk is really high. Mm-hmm. We've but we've sort of already released this on the world. Right. There are th- literally thousands of warhead missiles hanging out mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. us and Russia and other places. Uh, mostly us and Russia, though. Um, you know, just hanging out. That we've let the dragon out. If you want to follow that metaphor. Um, oh. Yeah. Right. Really dumb title. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, it, it actually ties to like this Aboriginal tale about mm-hmm. a giant mm-hmm. lizard. So he, there's a reason. Yeah, it's but still a really dumb. Title. It's I know. Yeah, it's bad, Derek. I'm sorry. This this is the truth though. You needed an editor on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly us, but <laughs> just me sitting there going, <laughs> "Yeah, Derek, man, <laughs> right, right, right. Come on." But some of the some, just some of the figures and stuff he throws out throughout this thing really blew my mind. First of all, I didn't know. You know, uranium starts out as uranium, right? And over the course of its, it's very unstable. The the, the actual atom itself is very unstable. Your dad's a chemist, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it degrades something like fourteen times into different elements. 
So that's where radon mm. comes from. It, it actually turns from a solid into a gas back into a solid. Somehow I actually knew that. Yeah. But the 14... 14 not, times. Not not so much. Yeah, and they're they're really they're words you never hear like thorium and stuff. I think that's the first oh, one I it love turns thorium. into. Thorium's a good one. That's my favorite. It's a sexy element. Um <laughs> and at the end it finally turns into lead. Like that's the end product. And then it doesn't it's and lead isn't radioactive at all. That's the end. Right. The the uranium the, you know and you know about half-life, right? Mm-hmm. So the amount of time it takes half of it to uh, well, to become unradioactive, right? Yeah. The material at Chernobyl, um, by the time the Earth is oblivion, by the time we fall into the sun some five billion years from now or whatever, only half of that shit will have wow. become unradioactive. Isn't that insane to think about? So something that happened in the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, when we were born, we were alive, at the end of time, basically, for all intents and purposes, unless we move the human race somewhere else, that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still there. Chernobyl's still there. This is an example of what irritates me about... Um, I'm not going to point out a specific group of people, but let's say a political party that starts with R. Um, <laughs> um, now, they're, they are always talking The Raspberry about, Party? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Raspberries are always talking about how uh, renewable energy is stupid. Right. Because we have coal, and we have gas, and we have... This is an example of how long it takes for these things to develop. Right. These things exist in the Earth, but if you use them all, yeah, more will show up eventually. Right. (laughs) You gotta wait, you know, a few hundred thousand years for some of them, but it's gonna happen. Right. Right. Uh, come on. Have some foresight, <laughs> raspberries. I have a plan. This just occurred to me, but I have a plan. Yeah. The way to replenish our stock of fossil fuels, mm-hmm. we have to start now. We right. have to start right now. Well, yeah. Everyone's dead pets all go in the same place. Okay. Okay. We bury them all together in a layer. Mm-hmm. And then we crush that layer. And then we wait. Okay. And eventually, actually, we should do this with people, too. We should bury people. <laughs> I can never run for office. We should bury people in a mass grave <laughs> when they die naturally of natural causes. Right. With our pets. So take the people we murdered. No, no, no. Just the people that died on their own. Not suicides. Just regular old dying. Wait, why not suicides? Well, okay, fine. Um, I guess I guess because... Oh, someone... so you're a proponent of suicide. Well, no, but we could maybe be implicated. <laughs> maybe we force them to commit suicide. I don't know. You know you know what I'm saying? I'm not in charge of any of this. Well, this oh, yeah. is all your plan. <laughs> all we have to do is just crush a bunch of shit, mainly mm-hmm. peoples and dogs and cats, maybe fish, I don't know, mm-hmm. birds. Yeah. Uh, birds would be good. Don't... I just get mad at birds because they fly so easy stuff anyway just cr- are you crush them all are you bitter at birds for being able to fly a little bit because they're not afraid of it and i am you know what i mean <sighs> this this neurosis goes deep my friend <sighs> so we crush everything mm-hmm. and then we wait i mean maybe we can figure out how to speed up that there's got to be a way to there's got to be a process way. yeah what are they doing now in in the dakotas that are they're fucking the ground fracking the ground Yes. Yeah. They uh they are all making love to the ground. 
<laughs> in the Dakotas. Sounds like a great job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of people <laughs> humping the dirt. All the porn stars, mm-hmm. all the washed up Ron Jeremy's of the world are out there just shoving their dicks in the ground in North Dakota. <laughs> if you go to North Dakota, you'll find fields just full of holes. <laughs> That's what that Disney movie was about? Just lines of holes. <laughs> All roughly, you know, an inch in girth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Well, we are talking porn stars here. Maybe two inches in girth. Like 1.3 inches. Yeah. 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 Not that I've measured anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> such nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but don't you love it, though? Don't mm-hmm. you? I mean, that would be a better use for North Dakota than what it's currently being used for. Everything would be a better use of North Dakota than... Well, I take that back. There's no good use for North Dakota. <laughs> That's where we should bury all the people okay. in MASH. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Now bur- we have a use for North Dakota. We should bury MASH, North Dakota. There we go. Bury with a U, not an E. Or an A. Barry? Barry? Barry. Guys named Barry? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, they can be... Berries can be buried. With berries. But not berries. Oh, shit. The berries don't make any fossil fuel, but if berry is buried, uh-huh. then that'll help. Wouldn't enough berries make fossil fuel? If you I don't buried know. the berries with the berries? Would it help if you force-fed berries to berry before you buried berry? I think the more berry there is, yeah. whether we bury berry with berries, right. it's going to help. Let's say we have a foie gras situation yeah. where we just shovel berries into berry. Yeah. Berry gets fat on the berries. We uh-huh. got fat berry, berry, berry. Yeah. And we bury fat berry, 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 berry. in the ground Found. in North Dakota uh-huh. in the berry field. Yeah. Where we bury berries. And we squish them. We squish berry. Does that make it happen? Or does it at least provide more mm. fuel? Well, Do we need morbidly obese people to provide more fuel? I don't know, but I think that might make them delicious. That's true. Yeah. What are they eating, Vagra? Don't they eat the livers? Don't yeah. they force feed them and then eat their it's, liver? It's goose liver. That's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so good, though. Is it good if you oh, had it? So have good. you tasted it? Oh, it's so good. Yeah? Yeah. Foie gras? Uh, is that like two words? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. Uh, F-O-I-E space uh-huh. G-R-A-S. That's gras. Foie gras. Mm. Foie gras. So the lesson is torture is delicious yes yeah <laughs> as long as it involves you eating liver at the end of it. you'll agree it's torture though oh yeah yeah it's horrid it's horrid right there they have found ways to do it without force feeding oh they have geese what do they do now i don't know i'm okay. not in charge of it. <laughs> okay you're not in charge of it yeah by the way this town where we're doing all the burying yeah it's a new town we'll call it barry barryville barryville that's do even you, better do you bury barry in barryville, barryville yeah with berries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a globe on the table tonight, and it just occurred to me. This globe, by the way, guys, is a dated globe. It in- indicates that uh, what is now known as Russia is the USSR. Oh, and surely I, it does. And I'm thinking what Nathan could do is spin the globe, stick a finger on it, and we could could talk about whatever we land on on the globe. Can we just skip ahead to the Mongolian People's Republic? Is that what you want to talk about? I don't know what we're going to talk about. They they have uh, a dish they're rather famous for. Mm, General Tso's chicken. Yeah, and I think they ride horses. One time, what do you got? What did you hit? Sudan. This is going to be oh, real down. <laughs> Sudan? Real downer, man. Redo, redo, redo. 
Sudan is an automatic redo. Sorry, guys. What do you got? Brazil. Okay, we can talk about Brazil. Last time we talked about Brazil, <laughs> it, it involved rape. So that was pretty, did it? A pretty big down. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, have you ever seen the film Brazil? No. I haven't either, but it's supposed to be crazy and cool. Ryan Lochte got arrested in Brazil. Oh, yeah, that's right. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I just selected. What'd you land on? Somewhere, some Malaysian area. Let's talk about that. What oh, do you know I about Malaysia? 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 They're bad at flying planes. This isn't going as well as I thought it would. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back to Sudan. All right. Last one. Yep, last one. What do you got, buddy? You're looking real close. It must be an island. What do you got? Melanesia? Melanesia. All right. That's the land of Melanese. I honestly have no idea what I'm actually looking at. We're all good things. Let me see. Let me see. Pass it. it. Did you learn geography in school? Yes, but I learned it in Georgia, so I learned it poorly. I... So in geography, we learned the states when I was a a kid. Yeah. And that's it. You stopped at the states? I, we didn't learn other... I mean... We filled in a whole globe. Like all the countries? Yeah, basically, yeah. So you know about Melanesia? Not really. I don't think that's a real thing. We skipped most of the small islands. Oh, yeah, you did land on Melanesia. I see. Yeah. Well, I think what they've done here... Melanesia, by the way, guys, is just north of New Guinea. Mm-hmm. That I'm familiar with. As well as I. If I had just moved my finger one inch lower, <laughs> I'd be less confused. For all the um, for all the privileged white people out there, uh, the closest white people place to Melanesia is Australia. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good one. Uh, have you ever realized how ridiculous globes are in the sense... Mm-hmm. That if you look at this, it's just all these countries. Right. You'll notice that. And then you look at the United States. They have put every state on the United States. Indeed, they now, have. Now, they didn't do that in Mexico, where there are also states. No, they you didn't. You don't know about the Canadian provinces, but America, the states are so important, they have to mark it with different color blotches all over this globe. By golly, they did. And I mean, even Rhode Island is on here. Yeah. It's represented. <laughs> it's bullshit. You know, this is another, this is just another example of us and all of our bullshit in this country. What, wait, wait. I think I found the copyright for this fucker. I was, does it say where no. the, the globe was made? I want to see. It's called a Cram's Scope Globe. You find a date on there? I'm, 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 a, I'm looking. Um, I'm looking. mostly curious. It's made in Indianapolis. So that's why they marked the states. It was made here in the United States. Of course. A Chinese globe? Not going to show those states. Do you think a Chinese globe would just say China on every country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know how that globe... Future China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know how that globe has ridges for mountain ranges and shit? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the one f- with from China would just have like a fence around China? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we... Co- that's not a Chinese accent. No. This is how we control the internet. That's also not a Chinese... Although I feel like if you did a Chinese accent, it would be racist. 
I'm not even going to try because in my head, I'm it's embarrassed. A, it's already. a racist accent yeah. in your head. Oh, sure it? it is. Sure it is. I don't know. You any... did like a French accent. For some reason, French accents, not racist. No. Chinese accents, racist. Truth. Truth. I think it's because everyone hates French people. Well, French people did well on a number of things. Um, baguettes. Baguettes. Mimes. Um, I wouldn't say that's a well. That's just a choice. Well, I mean, they did it better than other people. They think they may be the only people that do mimes. Yeah. Yeah. They did best. <laughs> so they win. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eiffel Towers. Uh, yeah, they win at that. They're, They're the, the best at Eiffel the Towers. Only, the, only, the only one again. No. There. Vegas. Vegas has an... Oh, yeah, you're right. Paris. Yeah. yeah. Is it called Paris, Paris? Uh, That's Circus Circus I'm thinking of. Oh. You know what I'm reading right now? I don't. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, are you? I am. I've never read it. I... Okay. All right. You, you, want, you want me to tell you how I feel about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah, sure. Adore the film. Mm-hmm. I watched it, you know, years ago, of course. Um, I watched like half of it the other night because I didn't want to get ahead of where the book was, but I did want to see some of it. Okay. Um, it's great. I mean, I've been reading a lot of... I've, I've been on a novel binge. It's been... Uh, I'm actually rather impressed with myself um (laughs) well that makes one of us (laughs) so i read um because of the girls book group i read two raymond chandler novels okay which were wonderful wonderful somehow if it was a noir western then i'd be on board but just noir no thank you okay fine so um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> regular that's so basic it's like Ugh. it doesn't even have a hyphen it's just regular noir it's not like noir space or like noir romance it's just like those noir. books are like the pumpkin spice lattes of noir psl available Ugh. now available now so so, um, so, so i read two raymond chandler novels which are fucking brilliant beautiful writing mm. i read some james bond you know fun fleming not good fleming is at least just the one book. I've only read the one so far. And I like James Bond, you know that. But Fleming is not is he's not he's not he doesn't touch Raymond Chandler in terms of writing. Then I saw Well, that, he doesn't really touch anyone in terms of writing. It's not good writing. I mean it's writing. It he succeeded in getting words down onto <laughs> something. Between drinks. It's not it's not good. <laughs> I think it has its merits. It it has its merits. He does action really well. I will say that for Fleming. Okay. He does action well. And I haven't read a lot of people that do action well. Usually action is like then I grab the thing and it stopped us all from spinning to our death. That's you know what I mean? What situation are you in where there's one thing that you just lackadaisically grab to keep you from spinning to death. Nathan. I don't understand. Nathan. It's a, I was trapped in a giant globe. Oh. And you just like casually went, I'm just going to grab this here. Oh, we're safe. Well, you're you're putting me in a situation that I wasn't actually in, but yes. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Fleming, I read some Fleming, and then I, I found this guy, Kirill uh, Bonfiglioli, who remember that Mordecai movie that I loved? I was really, I was really sucking its dick. I loved it. No, um, well, I is that out. the Johnny Depp movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an the amazing... one I haven't watched because you, everyone says it's terrible. Everyone hated it, but I loved it. Okay. Um, the novels that that character is based on, the film is based on, uh, are really, really good and really funny and very English. 
and everything. Oh. And I love them. I read three of those. Okay. And so now I'm reading, um, I'm coming off of having read three of those novels. Okay. And some other stuff in between. I read a mushroom book. Um, sounds thrilling. It's tasty. Um, it was a hyphenated mushroom book. Oh, just so you know, it was noir mushrooms, <laughs> <laughs> mushroom noir, mushrooms and fedoras, smoking <laughs> cigarettes. Um, so, um, now I'm Hunter S. Thompson, right? Hunter S. Thompson is a really good writer. Yeah. No doubt about it. Oh yeah. He's a really good writer. Uh, I'm coming off of something that's really funny and clever and this is very, it's, it's clever, but it doesn't. You know, it, it it doesn't have the same. The, rhythmically, it's very different from Bonfit. Well, Lilly. yes, yeah, very different. It's so, very different from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading it and I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I know like the first chapter almost word by word from the from the movie because a lot of it's taken right from the book. Um, well, book. It was. I mean, it was a series of articles. Yes, originally. Um. <clears throat> I'm trying to think the timeline through. Rolling Stone, right? It's, well, he wrote a lot for Rolling Stone. Mm -hmm. What happened was he was being paid to write for Sports Illustrated Mm -hmm. and then just didn't do it. About the mid 400. Yeah. That'll teach him. He he just didn't do it. Drugs. Right. Yeah. Lots and lots (laughs) of drugs. Drugs. So you're reading it, and, and Nathan, sometimes I was reading. And he describes how it feels to be that fucked up so well that it got to me a little bit. So you know you what I mean? You shouldn't be reading it. Well, I read it. I got through those parts. You know, knowing what I mean? that you can't separate yourself from things <laughs> you are reading or watching. It's true. I'm just going to go ahead before you tell me the rest of this and tell you you shouldn't be reading this. <laughs> No, I'm enjoying it. I've I've got through. <laughs> I, I, if it plays out the way the film plays out, I've gotten through the worst of it. You know the the grapefruit has been thrown into the bathtub. If you know what I mean. If you've seen this movie or read this book, um, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, right. So great. Um, so sometimes I felt literally disoriented because mm-hmm. he's describing the experience. So well, I noticed that when I was drinking, it was easier to sort of read it he's he the thing i've noticed about really good writers and i'm sure you've noticed this too it's really smart it's really descriptive but it also reads fast have you ever noticed that with people it depends yeah the it just flows the closer you get to uh i i feel like it's because of dialogue but the closer mm-hmm. you get to modern time yeah the more it's that way that makes like sense. really good writing from like the 1800s yeah still doesn't flow like say a kurt vonnegut right kurt vonnegut you're through it right right i mean i read uh slaughterhouse five in like a week yeah yeah and that's with other things happening it wasn't just me saying that i just threw it yeah you, you lived your life and uh, yeah. read Slaughterhouse-Five in a week. I, I read Old Man and the Sea. It's a very short book. I read it in two days. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just flows. I like stuff from the 1800s, 1700s. Some of it's good. Does not flow that well. Yeah. You have to think. And yeah. I think it's because yeah. you understand what's happening more naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's your time period sort sure, of that you're sure. living through. Right, right. There's a lot of terms that you're, you know, it's written in the vernacular you mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And the and the Bonfiglioli was like that, but it, but it was a little... But I don't understand his references because he's writing from 70s England. Mm. I don't know Britishisms that well. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. it still yeah. flowed. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, Hunter Thompson's the same way. Well, and I think that's also in an indicator that uh, we as people, as time has gone on, have. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Yeah. Have no attention span whatsoever. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's it's true. Like the go back to a movie from the thirties. Right. No one can watch a movie from the thirties anymore. <laughs> Even a movie from the sixties or the seventies. It, painful. The pacing is way and it's all about the editing. You know what I mean? They used to they they used to as a rule mm-hmm. they never cut on movement. Oh, yeah. And now they cut on movement constantly. And the especially sixties and seventies writers yeah. grew up in the movie era. Right. So they're not right. I mean and I, I know I talk about them all the time, but I can't help it. It's okay. Kurt Vonnegut. He's great. Um grew up on the pulp movies. Yeah. All yeah. the B movies, all the stupid, awful sci-fi nonsense movies, right? And so his writing plays out at the same type of tempo. Gotcha. It's just happening, 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 happening. Right, right. <laughs> quick, right. quick, 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 quick. Moving on, because um, especially B movies, they didn't take time to develop plot. No, they just it's wanted just, to get it. They just wanted another to do movie. It. Do right, it. Make right. it happen. The sort of the Roger Corman stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Things like that. Yeah, totally. So uh the the one I just read was uh Cat's Cradle by him. Right. And it's um that's not the last one I read. You anyway, just you just irrelevant. Read it? Okay. Uh Cat's Cradle I did read yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's it's told very much that way, where there is a plot, yeah, but it's almost secondary to all the dialogue and everything else. Okay, it, it's okay. irrelevant, really, but it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And they just—he kind of just explains it by, and also while this was happening, this was happening. Oh, that's cool. And also that was happening. <laughs> right, right. It's very like, yeah, just plain like that. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I still haven't read any of it. I'd love to. Um, now it's going to really hurt me because I can't remember the last one I read. Oh, I know it's not Cat's it's Cradle. It's not Cat's Cradle. No. Um, Tom, Hunter S. Thompson, though, you know, he also says some really sort of poignant things. Mm-hmm. And I felt, honestly, I felt I'm reading him talking about the 60s. I'm reading him talking about like acid coming on in, in San Francisco in that time period when he was there. Yes. And in the movie. Flea walks in dressed as a hippie and, and licks his arm, mm-hmm. um, which is great. If you realize it's Flea, you're like, Jesus, this guy's <laughs> in every cool movie. Um, uh, he's talking about it, and he's talking about it real poignantly, but I tell you what, man, it, it was one of those things, and maybe it's because it's like, if I was if I had just been born a little farther back, I would get it, but I don't get it at all. Yeah, I don't understand his reference point at all you know what i mean he's he's speaking about it 
really well, but it's like, it's a little sad to yeah. me because it's like, I can't get it. You know what I mean? So here's my question for you as you are currently reading Hunter S. Thompson. Sure. Now I, before we do this, yeah, have not read his novels. Okay. Read a lot of articles, short things he's written. Uh, he was actually one of the first writers of that era that I read as a kid when he wrote for ESPN the magazine, which was bizarre. Oh, looking back on it, that's really? a very bizarre thing that happened. He was still doing sports writing at that time. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, like it's right before he killed himself. Oh, okay. okay. So two thousands <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but how much of that sort of character and writing? Yeah. Is just an act. That's a great question. I, and I will, I will, before you answer, tell this story that I've heard many times. Yeah, go ahead. He wrote for Rolling Stone a lot. Yeah. And one time when he went into Rolling Stone, for no particular reason, he pulled out a grapefruit and <laughs> stuck a syringe into the grapefruit and then injected the grapefruit juice into himself. Only... It was a collapsible syringe, and it was just for shock value. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Now, knowing this, how much of Hunter S. Thompson's persona is just a persona? I I don't know that I'm the best person to answer that, because I tend to believe people on things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I the only sense I have so far reading it is that... I think probably all this stuff happened to one degree or another. I, I think it happened. Yeah. I but to what extent did it actually happen? Sure. Also, sure. He's, he's writing recollections right. from the point of view of someone who did massive amounts of drugs. Massive. Not the most reliable. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? That might be, it's funny, but that might be even a strategy yeah because he does he can't tell yeah. what happened and what and he all he has is that memory um and it also seemed like he was constructing it from you know notes that he had yeah he had jotted down during the course of this insane drug binge right mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think probably a lot of it happened i think there are definitely probably some exaggerations and I think, I don't know that it happened in the sequence that it's being written right. I think some of it is probably pieced together from a multitude of events. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Did you ever see The Rum Diary? I haven't watched it. I liked that movie a lot, too. And I know that's a book as well. And yeah. I, I'd actually, reading this, I'd like to read that because I take it, he was younger then, and I take it that he was a little straighter then. Mm -hmm. um, one memorable thing they do in The Rum Diaries is I guess rum gets filtered at some point before it's um, sold and bottled. Sure. And they there's like this guy, there's a character in the Rum Diary who is this total like skeevy drug dude. But his thing, his kick, is to get those filters and to like squeeze out whatever's left in them. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing that sends them over the edge in the rum diary and fear and loathing. It's some combination of acid, mescaline, right. ether, uh, booze, weed, everything. Coke. They, mm -hmm. they, they spill most of the cocaine, which is sad, but yes, it, it's probably for the Pro best. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I've always wanted to read and 
still have it, is his Hell's Angels book. Mm. Mostly just because the fact that Hunter S. Thompson just infiltrated the Hell's Angels is the most bizarre thing to me. Right? <laughs> it is. It's not even, from everything I've read, it's not his style of writing, because it was before all of, like, before he developed Hunter S. Thompson writing. Right. So it's not going to sound like anything else. Yeah. I just want to know. You just want to know. Hunter S. Thompson with the Hells Angels. What was that like? What was that like? What happened there? Yeah. How many times did he get punched? <laughs> the guy who later became famous for wearing fishing hats. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Or whatever you call those hats. Well, I mean, the Hells Angels always wear fishing hats. Oh. They wear the bucket hat everywhere they go. Wouldn't it be great if fishing clubs were just like motorcycle clubs? <laughs> Fish. Mm-hmm. Fish's angels. They you go and get uh, customized fishing rods yes. with flames and things like that yes. all over them, or the vest where you mm-hmm. put all over your. Um... Well, don't wear don't wear the vest if you're not in a fishing club. Well, though. of course they'll take the vest. No, yeah, they'll uh, hook you in the eye. Mm-hmm. And take then, your vest and take your vest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to wear the bottom rocker. No. on your vest, <laughs> and they'll leave you pantsed and in a very cold stream <laughs> somewhere in Colorado. This is what happens. I assume there'd be a lot of fish skeletons on uh, their vests. Oh, Just a lot of them. You'd have to assume. Yeah. And a lot of names that had something tangentially to do with cats. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> cats catch fish, I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh... I'm just I'm just imagining I am too <laughs> an entire in my mind it's the stereotypical bikers with the you know foot long beards right leather vest sunglasses yeah bucket hat with the hooks in it <laughs> casting correct just all casting probably a couple of them in waiters yeah yeah because yeah. you gotta wear the waiters the waiters would be like motorcycle boots are to yes. biker gangs. With Motorhead playing in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At top volume. <laughs> Everywhere these fishing gangs go, they have to have a sound system. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're all just, you know, shotgunning beers. And, oh, God. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, bad beer, too. Mm-hmm. You ever notice bad beer makes you feel like shit if you drink a lot of it? No. If you drink good beer, you don't feel as bad. I, I haven't noticed that. Okay. Did I tell you? I don't know if I told you because we haven't caught up. Um, I went to Springwater. You told me this is how the last conversation uh, about this went. Okay. You said, I went to Springwater and I said, What's that? And you said, Like, it's a place or something. And I went, Okay, cool. Yeah. And that was it. That was the conversation. Springwater is uh, kind of a dive bar in Nashville, right by Centennial Park. Um, which is odd in itself. It's sort of behind a McDonald's, actually. But it's been there forever. Supposedly Al Capone gambled there. You know, Capone has a little Don't history. Don't buy that. He has a history with Nashville, though, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but the place has been there forever. And what it is now is a bar that only sells beer. That's a shame. Um, I like beer, but I also I like other things. Anyway, um booze you can use so and they and then it's it's also like a place where almost any band no matter who you are can get a show like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like if you can get one or maybe two other bands to play with you 
you can get a show there. It's sort it's of one of those places. It's widely known to be that way, but it's cool. It has a lot of history. In the 90s, it was this real kind of like freaky scene in Nashville when all the Garth Brooks shit was happening. This was like a weird little center uh, of otherness. You know what old, I mean? The good old days. Uh, Define. I uh, got <laughs> friends in low places. Go ahead. Anyway, that was an interlude. So, Springwater. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a neat place. So, I went in dry, cold. Went in. Never been there before. Um, looked looked on their calendar, looked at some of the bands. I was like, okay, I think I can tolerate at least one of these. So <laughs> That's what you want, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. You walk in, there's a pool table, there's a big guy who you have to pay cash for the cover, and then you have cash only at the bar, so thank God I have cash, and I'm buying I buy a Guinness, and then I buy uh, Dos Peros, which is a great beer here in town. Um, I drank like four of those. And the bands begin soon. Before the bands go on, by the way, I want you to know, I want the internet to know that I was watching football. I caught a college football game with Auburn and Clemson, Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. very much Mm -hmm. enjoying it. I didn't catch all of it. I just caught it like part of the third quarter. How much? I don't know. Like maybe most of the third quarter. Like in... I, I would ask in football time how much you watched, but you probably weren't paying attention to the clock. In human time, how much did you watch? Probably 15 minutes or so. Yeah, that's not that's not a quarter. What's a quarter? I mean, it's 15 minutes football time. Yeah. But I'm talking about human time. And 15 minutes, it's like... You're right, because of like all the, three minutes. The, stopping, <laughs> the stopping and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in football time, yeah, I watched a lot less. So, anyway, this happens. Then the bands go on, the TV goes off, right? Um, Why would they do that? Well, I thought it was great because it's a small place. You know, if the TV was on, you're you're supposed to be there to see the bands. How mad, though, would you be if you were really into the game and then the band you didn't want to watch comes on and they interrupt the game? They left one TV on for the hardcore people. But there was a partition between us and them, a slight partition. Okay, so this band comes on. And I don't want to... Yeah, it's fine. I'll name him. And Nathan, you know my palate's wide. My palate is wide. Mm -hmm. These guys, these guys come up there. um, And uh, they have quite the coterie. They they have at least one one fan or supporter in, in the crowd. Well, good for them. Well, who has donned her wings. Wow. They've really made it. Their band includes... Um, their band includes a a, uh, a rather attractive older lady in a gown with angel wings playing a flute. A dude who looks like he walked out of a corn concert playing bass in his 20s. A guy seemingly ready for a camping trip at any moment playing electric mandolin wait uh the lead singer is sort of a hippie cowboy type with feathers in his hat playing guitar with a slide and then there's the uh probably 400 pound guy dressed like an owl an owl man complete with goggles the goggled owl man now what they do is something called spontaneous compositions any guesses uh, as to how enjoyable this was 
here's the thing. I know that I should be upset by all of it. Yeah. But I hate gimmicks and bands so much yeah. that I'm mostly upset by <laughs> the woman with angel wings and the owl costume. Yeah. The, well, to be fair, that was the dichotomy that was hardest for me because I was like, she seems nice. She had even chatted with me a little bit before mm-hmm. they went on. you know. And the other guy, it's just like, what's happening? Like, I, what was happening, man? Like, And then they, they played, and it's like the bartender tapped me on the shoulder and looked at me. I just met this guy. He looked at me, and he's like, he's like man, I picked a bad night to stop taking LSD. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, uh, and I don't mind noise, Nathan, but it was, it was costume pretentious noise. You know what I mean? It was like... No, I know exactly what you it mean. It was too much. Now, there's another band there that night called Bear Pit out of Chicago. Kind of an indie rock band that was a little noisy, but tight. Really good. You liked did them a lot. tell me about them. I liked Bear Pit Because I'm against them, too. Why are you against them? Oh, Animal Name. Same gimmick. That's the problem. I don't like it's the gimmicks. It's not a gimmick because there's just four dudes. But they gave themselves animal names. But they were nice dudes. Doesn't matter. No, they didn't give themselves animal names. Did their parents give them animal names? No, the, the name of their band is an animal name, but that's it. That's where it stops. I thought that they... No, that's Animal Collective. Animal Collective Which is, is a very big like. and successful band. Don't like them. Okay, fine. Whatever. But this Gimmicks. Band, these guys were really good. Yeah. I, I liked them a lot. I enjoyed them. I, um, I had to do an album review a little while back for a pop punk band called yeah. Masked Intruder. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And it's not bad. They're not bad. Yeah. But let me tell you, I their gimmick, they have a gimmick, is you don't know their names, and they all wear ski masks while they play. And it took every ounce of strength <laughs> from me to not give a negative review solely because I didn't care for that. Yeah. Like, it's sure, not a good reason sure. to give them a bad review. And the music was fine, whatever. But don't, if you're starting a band, don't, don't do that. No, you don't need the premise. I, I'm hoping that that band, because they're actually signed to a decent sized indie label. Okay. I'm hoping good. like it's pop, pop punk people from other bands playing and they don't want everyone to go, oh, it's a super group. Blah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. They wear masks for that yeah. reason, yeah. But either way, ugh, it's silly. Don't don't use owl costumes, angel wings, ski masks. Don't give yourself funny bear names. Right, right. There's a band that plays around Nashville still, and I encountered them only because I was like I was interning at a venue. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember their name, so that's probably for the best. But their whole shtick was like this post they had a storyline see i'm and i'm already upset with them as was i and it was this like techno futuristic post-apocalyptic kind of thing and their fans i mean they have fans dude like i'm i'm interning at this like tiny venue in not even nashville but in murfreesboro and cool place definitely cool place but these guys had fans and they like would dress up in like costumes that had like android hands with like green tubes coming out of them and shit and i'm like what is going on 
what is happening? And they were popular within their within their ilk, and it was very strange. I don't know what it is in people sometimes. You know what I mean? I I honestly think that this is the main reason I have always, as long as I can remember, hated Kiss. Yeah. Like, as a kid, I didn't even know Kiss. Right, right, I didn't right. know any music they played, but I would have a very visceral reaction to seeing them. It was just, ugh. You just couldn't do it. Ugh. <laughs> One's got stars on his face. That's stupid. <laughs> but he's a space guy. It, it's so dumb. <laughs> and somehow, gimmicks, the, the only band that really escapes is the Ramones. They had a gimmick, but somehow... I'm okay with it. And I don't know what it is about that that makes the Ramones okay. But there's something. I mean, I think the extent of their gimmick, though, was we it's, all wear leather jackets and jeans. Well, and they... And the Ram- when they were Ramones. Ramones. Yeah. But that's more of a mild gimmick. It's definitely... It's mild. It's definitely... Well, the other thing about the Ramones is they were, like, doing something pretty new and very high quality well, that's their true. music is enjoyable you that's know what I true mean? that's true i mean david bowie had a bajillion gimmicks if you want to break it down but it didn't who cares like he was amazing that's true you know what i mean it's all about quality so you have to be good enough for me to ignore your gimmick right the gimmick is just to get some attention mm-hmm. that's what this podcast needs but <laughs> but the quality has to be high from the mm-hmm. get go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about quality at the end I of the day. I guess that's it. Yeah. Still don't do it, though. No, don't do it. If you're out there <laughs> thinking I'm, you might start a band or start a podcast, just don't have a gimmick. It's nice. Start starting anything in life. Like, you want to start a book club? Don't, don't have a gimmick filled book club. That's unpleasant. Just don't do anything gimmicky. I don't know what that means. What would be a gimmick-filled book club? Everyone wears a costume. <laughs> like I'm period? sure somewhere. Like, period? I, I would guarantee you somewhere there is a book club where everyone dresses up in the costume of the book that they just read to discuss it. I'm fine with this idea if there's, like, a key party also involved. <laughs> well, naturally, there yeah, would be. Of course, of course. Hey, do me a favor, since we're on the topic of bands. I have a CD here for you. Could you pop it into the to the computer over there? Seems like a whole thing. I mean, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be worth it. So, um it's no secret I work at a recording facility. What's the recording facility? You'll never know that. And um it's still even though we don't like make uh, well, that's an interesting sound. Even though we don't represent artists today, mm-hmm. we still get a lot of CDs and demos dropped off at our door. And this is the latest. I was hoping you could pop that in for me there. Handing you the disc right now. Don't go ahead. Don't don't go ahead and. I got a whole treatise here to read, so don't spoil Are it. Are we the about people. to mock? someone's artistic pursuits i think we are for our own personal gain yep it's not even so much gain it's just just fun it's gonna be fun to mock their artistic pursuits yeah (laughs) um yeah 
By the way, I think I recognize the name of this. Really? That seems highly unlikely. Uh, no, I see a lot of bad band types come across my computer screen and ignore them. Ah. Uh. I get emailed a lot of things to write about. <laughs> if this, if these people have emailed you, you should definitely reach back out. If if it's the group I'm thinking of, they did, and I went, no, I do not want to interview them. <laughs> and what was it like? I didn't do it. You didn't do it? Oh, no, okay. if it's who I'm okay. thinking there of. There are reasons that all things are as they are, and fairies are responsible for a great many of them. What was this it? Magic is disappearing from the no. world of art. It's very similar to this, though. Really? The, there is a movement in Nashville for this type of garbage. You're kidding. I mean, stuff. Let's just give everyone a second to sink with this thing here. We are the Dance Macabre, and we are friends of the Fae. We've sought portals to their lands on sidewalks, okay. in forests, in bookstores, and in our minds. I'm just going to kind of let it roll a little bit. Did they just shout out bookstores? They did. They shouted out bookstores in a very general way. Cool. So, this showed up at my door. This one goes to all my bookstores. <laughs> Calling them out. It is difficult to explain the so, spell which inspires dancing mania. Ruled by ancient rhythms and written by... Look, I believe the spell that yep. inspires dancing mania is called basically any drug. I was going to say ecstasy. Any drug. Okay, that's 100% enough of that. There's a lot of tambourine there. There's a lot of tambourine. There's like classical piano that they have ripped off the motif from something. Yeah. Right? And then there's a guy shouting. Now, included with their CD was not only a plush eagle. Oh, that's actually really cool. Which we kept. Thanks yeah. for the plush eagle. How big? Guys. I mean, you know, moderately sized, plush eagle sized. Not like life size. He's not a plus sized plush eagle. Mm-hmm. But he's a moderate. He's, he's in, I don't know what the right term is. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's appropriate appropriately sized. He's a healthy plush eagle. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So these guys apparently are called Thea Mania. As far as I can understand, that, that means crazy god. <laughs> and there's a treatise on one side entitled, Why Would We Create Anything at All? And on the back, the name of the record is called Dance Macabre, Friends of the Fae. And that gives a track list along with some other descriptors, okay? What do you want to hear? You want a little, you want a little sample? I, I really don't know that I'm going to be able to handle any of I'm just going to give you a little bit. Let's taste, taste for the listeners. Why will we create anything at all? They have done all they can to strip us of our imagination, our essence, our wonder from the very beginning. Generations before us have prepackaged expectations of what our lives should look like, how our time should be spent, and whether or not our voice is of value. If we are taught that we are incapable of expression or that our art will not be of any influence, then we will continue to consume an excess while we let our inner selves dwindle away. Now, I agree with them. <laughs> Everything right there, I agree. What um, I don't I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I almost feel guilty for making fun of what they just did. Well, I was going to say, I agree with them except for... 
Every sound dances with electricity. Except for this. This I don't agree with. Hold on, there's a lot happening And the flavor is unmistakable. It is unmistakable. Indeed it is. Indeed. Um, This is a quote they included from Charlie Parker. My man, Charlie Parker, one of the greatest saxophone players of all time. What? Do you think from Beyond the Grave, as they were typing this, Charlie Parker was watching going, No! (laughs) I'm not involved! I can only hope so. Do not besmirch my name. (laughs) Music is your own expression, your own thoughts, your wisdom. If you don't live it, it won't come out of your horn. They teach you there's a boundary line to music, but there's no boundary line to art. Hashtag Charlie Parker. (laughs) Uh, Theomania is a collective of friends who join together to redefine the culture of creation. We spent the last three years exploring, learning, crafting, and busking all over the eastern United States. They didn't get that far. We've shared... This regional, this regional buskers. Right. We've shared our creative process online, inviting people everywhere into our surreal world Hold through it, paintings, pause. photos, and vignettes. Yes. They shared online. Yeah. They posted their crap online. I'm going to give you a plug. Is what they mean to say. I want to give them a free plug right now. Theamania.org. T-H-E-I-A-M-A-N-I-A.org. I suggest you go there and you contact them how do they have a dot org website I, that i don't know you're right <laughs> that i have no idea how they accomplished oh, theomania.edu .edu yeah, uh, .gov. It, it makes just as much sense <laughs> um now theomania presents the dance macabre mind-bending violin joins a vast collage of enchanting melodies with a single mission to bring magic back to its rightful place in the world. See, they had me with the freedom of expression stuff, and then we've been held down and our imagination's been held captive. Then they get into goddamn fairies, and I can't go there. I just can't go there anymore. Well, but by doing that, you're squashing their imagination. You can't have it both ways. I'm all about, I'll squash the fuck out of some fairies. You can't always get what you want. But if you, you try, can try sometimes... sometimes. <laughs> Uh, the spellbinding pair of charming piano and devilish fiddle is a fairy favorite, but many other creators can find their home in their realm. With our powers combined, we can bring various otherworldly energies out of any artist open to exploring the lines between lightness and darkness, harmony and dissonance, order and chaos. I just wanted to know if it kept going forever, and it seems to. It does. And their, their final line... Is, is is a call to action. Paint with us. Track two. They've stolen another classical motif. Fairyland is far more diverse than most modern stories admit. And through the centuries... Track three. Are these keyboard presets? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> it sounds like I'm playing the keyboard. And that's not a compliment. <laughs> I was just wondering if this is the vocal styling throughout. Don't mind me. No, no, it's fine. It is. This is all they do. This is what they do. Do it. Track five. Oh, they discovered the high end. Of the this game. is the Nutcracker. Yeah. Nathan. Tink was not all bad, but rather... Although Bram Stoker studied papers on Transylvanian superstitions before penning Dracula, Eastern European folktales share very little with his tragic hero. I 
think those are words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. So, yeah. I um, honestly, this sounds not. It's worse <laughs> than than a band that um, contacted the website I write for, trying to get us to do a um, a CD review slash interview. Yeah. Um, apparently, based on these two things, there's a big theatrical performance oh no band movement thing no, happening no, no, here no 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 no, no, no. Um, in nashville i mean the other one was from nashville too oh no because they sent it to me going you're in nashville you might want to talk to them and i listened to 10 seconds of their song i do not <laughs> i do not want to talk to them i do not want to see them i do not want to know that they exist right i do not like it i do not like it sam, sam I, am. I do not like this band and ham. <laughs> it, so, um, I will not hear them on a good. All all of the things I've said about gimmicks. Yeah, that means that there are at least two bands in the area <laughs> that are solely based on gimmicks. They have very strong gimmicks. Very strong gimmicks. This being one of them. Yes, I mean this isn't even a gimmick. This is a way of life, Nathan. And and I know that we're making fun of it, and I know that we're kind of being assholes right now because clearly these people are off. They're fucking cosmic rockers. I mean, but I just couldn't, I couldn't resist. Here's the thing. Yeah. If they're doing it to just enjoy themselves. It's fine. Godspeed. Godspeed. Good job. Yeah. Uh, If they think they're going to make a living doing that. I don't think they do. Good. (laughs) (laughs) They will not. (laughs) Oh. Uh. Um, So I just got twitter alerts here okay all right give me hit me me. and i i want to see your gut reaction to reading the headlines that i have been alerted all right i'm in from cnn breaking news Uh 25 minutes ago trump again refused to say whether he believes obama was born in the u.s says he'll answer quote at the right time third grade education Mm okay was my gut reaction. <laughs> Trump camp aide this morning says they're running a relentlessly positive campaign per the Washington Post. So was Hitler. Okay. <laughs> um, and this, uh, I, I, I will summarize this because I read the article earlier today. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., that's right. There's a backup Donald Trump said today that his father won't be releasing his tax returns because it will turn everyone into uh in into couch accountants or whatever he phrased it as amateur accountants and uh people will be scrutinizing them. That was their reasoning. Uh, the main reason being people will look at them if we release them for people to look at. Potatoes. <laughs> I, I need, I really, I need to delete Twitter until the election is over. It might be helpful for you. Because <laughs> I, I get these alerts just periodically throughout the day and they, every one of them hurts my head. 
This is a real... <laughs> these things are actually happening. I don't know which is more upsetting. The election or that band? Yeah. It's all upsetting. It's yeah. for sure all upsetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh... Oh, I'm putting my phone away. Did it just make it. you depressed? You, didn't even, you couldn't even get through it? Donald Trump had a quote about replacing Obamacare, and I read you at the beginning of it. It was just the word you, and I went, I'm not liking where this is going already. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> I, uh, should have a uh, tower with your name on it. Oh. Yeah, it's a... I, I, I don't know, man. I've been... You know what? All, uh, all the... Um, all the Joe Rogan I've been listening to, I'm now counterbalancing it with Greg Proops. Oh well, that's that's the opposite of Joe Rogan in every, I, I think literally every way he is, except for he is also male. Yeah, but the nice thing is, those particular two gentlemen have been able on several occasions to come together and okay. be on one show and have civil discussions about things. It was beautiful. I don't think I could listen to a podcast with both Joe Rogan and Greg Proops on it. <laughs> well, they both get stoned. That's the other thing they have in common. Right. Yeah. I Well, I will start by saying, and this is nothing against Greg Proops. Yeah. I can't listen to Greg Proops. Why? It, I just can't do it. So fast? I, I, uh, it's just unpleasant to me. Oh. And it's not anything. He's funny. I just can't listen to him. Yeah. Joe Rogan's not funny, and I also can't listen to him. <laughs> I think we've shit on Joe Rogan enough. Nope. Never. <laughs> not until Joe Rogan hears me and acknowledges me. <laughs> I like his show. I really do. I like Joey Diaz a fuck ton. That guy. You realize you just said, I love, I, I like Joe Rogan's show. I like not this Joe other guy Rogan is really funny. <laughs> I've never seen his comedy, so I have no idea. But you just selected not Joe Rogan well, as the best part of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like listening to Howard Stern and going, I really like Robin. <laughs> Robin's great. My favorite thing about Johnny Carson is <laughs> Ed McMahon. <laughs> The difference being, of course, um, Johnny Carson was better than Ed McMahon, <laughs> and Joe Rogan is not better than anybody on his show. Ed McMahon's favorite thing about Johnny Carson? Remembering. <laughs> I went to Cookout this week. You ever go to Cookout? Yeah, I have. Cookout is fucking delicious. It's a fast food joint. The great thing about Cookout that I like so much is that no matter what you order, it's always a surprise what you get. Well, that's true. It is true. You can look in your bag and see cheese fries when you ordered like a salad. But who's unhappy about cheese fries? I mean, come on. I I actually don't like cheese fries. Really? (laughs) Wow. I feel like this is, I feel like we've, I feel like this is a non-starter in our relationship that you don't like cheese fries. I don't, I would just rather have regular fries. Okay, but you like french fries. Yeah. Okay, okay. I just, every time I ever have cheese fries... They end up congealed at some point. That does happen, yeah. And I don't like yeah. congealed cheese. So you're not an inhuman monster is what, what you're saying. I mean, I'm not going that far. <laughs> we Over the weekend, um, this ties into your cookout story. Okay. Uh, it's, 
It's upsetting. We watched a documentary called Fed Up. I know this one. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Um, and then I immediately, and you'll know what I what the documentary is about based on what I'm about to say, went on a sweep of our house to find out where added sugar was located. <laughs> um, so now I'm afraid of added sugar. Yeah. In everything. In everything. Tonight is the first night we've had something for dinner where there was actually added sugar probably involved somewhere. Because since then, everything I'm, I've had, I'm like, uh, fish. Just, I'm just cooking fish. I'm not putting anything on it. <laughs> right. I went and looked at our baby formula. Yeah. Apparently, for those who haven't seen it, you should watch it. Added sugar makes all of our kids fat, fat, stupid fatties. And we don't realize where all it's at. Right. It's and it the- turns out it's everywhere. It's in everything. If you don't look around the corner before you turn it, mm-hmm. there could be added sugar waiting to club you over the head and take advantage of you. And tickle your balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's part of the taking advantage. Right. right. It's the gentle part. Of yeah. It. <laughs> That's the part that you didn't really want it to happen, but right. it could have gone much worse. Right. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it does. It's yeah. added sugar. It's nasty. <laughs> and added sugar, but has a tambourine. Oh, it's, I, we, I don't know that I can buy prepackaged food anymore. No, it's tough because, because it's all up in there. Yeah. And Every, you, everything. And it's disguised as so many different things. I, today I went to go make my lunch for work and I was like, salad dressing. And then I immediately put that back in the fridge and went, I can't have any of this. No. Balsamic vinegar. <laughs> yep. Maybe some olive oil. Maybe a little pepper. No, no olive oil. No olive oil. No, because I've watched things about added fat. Oh, see. So I, that's no good either. Well, you got to get the right olive oil. I listened to an audio book about olive oil. Well, no, but it still has fat in it. Well, sure, but it's good fat. <sighs> oh, yeah, we're not going don't, there. We're, don't not, do, we're not doing this. Good fat is only this. good fat in small quantities. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, fine. <clears throat> it's. <sighs> Did you hear, by the way, this? I heard this this week. It finally came out that um, sugar uh, companies paid people, paid scientists, to say that sugar wasn't bad for you. Oh, it's in that documentary. That, it's in there. That oh, fat yeah. is what's bad for you. So all of that low-fat bullshit mm-hmm. of 10, 15 years ago plus is all because of these people were being fucking paid off Well, to say so. In this documentary, it talks about that. And it also talks about the World Health Organization yeah. recommending people don't have more than, I believe it was 24. Five wow. milligrams, grams, whatever the measurement yeah, would yeah, be, yeah. of added sugar in a day, period. 2025? 20, wow. And they, the sugar lobby threw such a fit about this and somehow influenced them enough that it changed to no more than 10% of your calories or something. What? <laughs> what? Should be from added sugar. These fucking people, Nathan. These people. Um, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's not even hidden. They're not even trying to hide it. Right. If you if you went and found the people who are in charge of sugar, and said, "Hey, this," 
They'd probably go, yeah. No, and we did that. Yeah. yeah. You want some Kool-Aid? <laughs> Guess what we're doing right now. A high C Ecto cooler. You Ooh, want one of those? I missed that. They, it's back. Oh, no. That's... I can't have one. It's only for girls now, though, right? Um, It's... I, I can't confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I saw it at the store. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Which is good, because I wouldn't be able to drink it now. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. Added sugar. Well, and juice is bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. Juice is total bullshit. Yeah. However, I did learn fruit. You don't have to worry about the no, sugar. No, fruit's good, because there's fiber in there. Yeah. Just gets right through you. You gotta eat it. It's not, oh, it doesn't stick. Yeah. Um, if if there's enough fiber, right. your body is able to process the sugar adequately. Adequately. If you, let's say, eat a Krispy Kreme donut, your body's not able to process that adequately. And so then it turns the sugar into fat, and then your kid becomes a big, fatty, fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> Damn. Well. They, they get the diabetes. They die a terrible, terrible diabetic death or this actually that's really peaceful that is kind of nice it still sounds like I'm playing it <laughs> I mean slightly better can I tell you one thing as we're as we're listening to this relaxing music right now I haven't talked to you about this at all but it's an idea it's been cooking for a while in my head this is terrifying. I want to make a sushi jackknife meditation tape. But it won't be a tape, it'll be digital. We're going to call it a tape because it's, I'm fixated on the idea. Okay. Yeah. Um, instead of me being involved, can we just hire this guy? I think that's possible. Imagine you're on a beach. It's a relaxing beach. Relax. Relax, deep breath. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. That's exactly how relaxing a meditation tape should be. <laughs> um, this has been fun. I think tonight, I think tonight we should uh, we should let these guys take us out. What do you say? Do we do we have to let this one take us out? This particular one. What just happened? <laughs> Let's let this take us out. That's much nicer. <sighs> Calm. Good night, all you lovely people. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. and I was a child in a kingdom by the sea but we loved with a love that was more than love I and my Natalie with such a love that the angels of heaven and hell coveted her and me but our love was stronger by far than the love you know, of those that were older and wiser this ain't than half me. bad and neither the angels in heaven above definitely not half good though <laughs> <laughs>